0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. B A T L E S Eagles! This podcast is
0: powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated.
1: Third down and one. I did First, First down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles.
0: Oh, man, thank you for tuning in to a brand-new episode of Eagles Unfiltered, sponsored by betonline.ag, the best sports betting website around. If you go to that website right now and bet on the Super Bowl, you will see the Philadelphia Eagles, a part of that line. And you can use promo code BLEAV to get your initial deposit matched up to 50%. Now is the time to do it. Are you feeling lucky? Because I am. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to Super Bowl 57 this is pinch me. I'm dreaming. This is the second Super Bowl in five seasons. It's absolutely insane. The success is unfathomable to deal with because I just am not used to it as a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Co-host, Carl Miles, my co-host, Ed Kras. Ed, I mean, you and I talked about it off air. I found out something interesting about you. You did cover the Eagles for Super Bowl 39, so you were there for that loss against the New England Patriots. But I was trying to tell you, like, it's so crazy to me that, you know, being a media member covering this team and, uh, being a part of this success lately is just night in compar- night and day comparison to what they were uh, back during the Andy Reid years. Now they always got to the dance, but they never went to the actual ball. Uh, they lost at the dance part. But I mean now it's just you kind of come to expect this, you feel like you kind of you kind of feel like this team uh, now that they're going to their second Super Bowl in five seasons, like this is this is a blueprint for success. I know that you know the Patriots used to go to the Super Bowl every every year. Like that's unfathomable. Like that doesn't happen. Uh, yeah. the, the fact that you get there two times in five seasons, like that's such an accomplishment and such a, you know, a huge thing to put under High Rosen's resume of being able to build two Super Bowl rosters completely differently, completely differently with different head coaches uh, in the span of five years. I mean, unfathomable job by him, man. I, I, you Gotta tip your hat, Harry Rosen. It's High Rosen's world, and we're all living in it.
1: Isn't this what Doug Peterson referred to as the new norm? Wasn't this kind of his vision when he won the Super Bowl in February of 2018? He called it the new norm, and I I guess two Super Bowl appearances and you know five years is probably a pretty. Not only does that
0: they've only missed the playoffs once since he said that.
1: Considering they went from 1980, their first Super Bowl appearance when they played the uh, uh, Oakland Raiders, the Oakland Raiders at the time, and then they went what until 2005. So 25 years between visits. I mean, uh, that's pretty amazing. And then, you know, it'll be nice to see somebody other than the Patriots. I mean, they played the Patriots then in 05 and lost. And, you know, I was like the third guy on the beat. I was what I, I told you off air, the A1 guy is what they called me back in the newspaper. That's what they called it in the newspaper business. I was writing stories for the front cover of the whole paper. And uh, it was a really cool experience. Some of the things that I wrote about and, um, but then they play the Patriots again in the Super Bowl in 2018, you know, after playing them in 05. So it's going to be nice to see a different team for for one. Uh, and, and I think this is a great matchup. I mean, this is probably the matchup that you might have seen coming all season or wanted to happen all season was the Eagles and the Chiefs because of the various storylines. There's so many storylines that we'll talk about as we go on and uh, you know, we're still, what, 12 days uh, away from the Super Bowl. Um, so there's plenty to dive into with this Super Bowl. But I love this matchup. I think, you know, uh, I like it. I mean, I, unlike 2017, I went to that Super Bowl in Minnesota, freezing, absolutely frigid. Even in Jacksonville in 05, it was very cool. It was in the 40s. The weather wasn't great. Uh, I'm hoping, and it should be nicer in Arizona, Uh for the Super Bowl, you know, the sun should be out and the weather should be in the 60s, 70s, hopefully. Um, but you know, uh, I just think that this is a a really good matchup that we're gonna see. And I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I, I didn't think the Eagles had a chance in 2018, bet to be honest. You know, the, the everything the media and all the press conferences were was held in the Mall of America. And every day I walked into the Mall of America for work, uh, to the media room and hanging from like the fourth floor of the you know the concourse were these two huge banners of Nick Foles and Tom Brady, and every day I walked in, that hit me right in the face, and I'm like, man, there's Eagles don't have a shot. You know, Foles against Brady, there's no way. And I wasn't That's optimistic, really cool. but but for some reason, I feel optimistic about this game. I think the Eagles, you know, I don't feel like they don't have a shot. I feel like they have a very good shot against the Chiefs.
0: It doesn't get any more storybook ending than going up against your former head coach. Who, yeah. I'm be honest with you. It's the if you want to make the debate that Doug Pearson is the best Eagles head coach of all time because he got the Super Bowl ring, that's fine. That's your decision. That's your opinion. I respect it. What's fully, I mean, but arguably it's Andy Reid, and the fact that you're going up against your best coach of all time, like in the Super Bowl, it doesn't get more storybook than that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got 130 plus wins as an Eagles head coach. I mean. Far and away better than anybody else. So, yeah, I, he never got the job done. He never was able to seal the deal and win the Super Bowl. He's the best coach. What's amazing is this is the second head coach that Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman have hired that have gotten the Eagles to the Super Bowl in just their second year. You know, Doug did it and now Sirianni's done it. So, I mean, you know, kudos to them. You mentioned Howie, kudos to him with building this roster. But, you know, Jeffrey Lurie as an owner, um, you know, he just wants to win and he'll he'll do whatever it takes. And he kind of takes it back. So he doesn't say much publicly, which is great. You know, you look in Dallas, you have Jerry Jones, who, you know, is on the radio every week, can't resist talking to the media, but Lurie just lays in the shadows. And he talked after the game on Sunday. Um, and, and, you know, that's a good owner right there to me is, you know, you don't need to be front and center. You know, you just do what you do in the background. And if you have any input, like everybody says, oh, how he's making these picks for Roseman. Or Lurie's making these picks for Rosemary. So so be it. He's the owner. If he has input, so be it. But to me, what's this? It was his seventh championship game since taking over as the owner. And now this will be his third Super Bowl after that 25 year drought that I talked about back from 1980. So, you know, it, it's even higher than Howie. This starts at the very, very top with Jeffrey Lurie and what he has done as an owner.
0: It's so funny how the conversations have changed. I mean, after 2020, you know, he thought two hands on, he's making draft picks. He wants to fire the offensive coordinator every year. He wants perfection, uh, two hands on that. That was all we were debating about. And and now we're like, thank God. He's the owner. Thank God high Roseman's in charge. Cause at first we wanted him fired with Doug won that package deal.
1: Yeah.
0: It was time to make that team. That Is what most of us thought, but we were wrong.
1: Yeah. You know, there's something to be said, obviously, uh, About uh, stability, you know, a lot of franchises don't have stability. And I saw on social media somewhere that, you know, the Bengals under Zach Taylor in his first two years were terrible. The record Mm -hmm. was terrible and the Bengals stayed with him. And now over his last two years, he's gotten into the AFC title game and his record has improved greatly. So, yeah, you know, you're right about the story changing is the organization was in such disarray in 2020, four wins fire the head coach, trade the quarterback and, and you think ah, here we go you know <laughs> it's going to be a while and the fact that they are here just two years later after that four win season is just tremendous and I think stability is a big part of that so these are all lessons that we should learn <laughs> and I'm guilty of it too um you know and, and the fans everybody should learn these lessons is stability matters working hard in the summer with your training camp practices, you know, how, you know, a lot of us were like, Oh my gosh, they're not doing a lot. Are they going to right. be ready to start to see that works now too? I mean, so you hope that, you know, this conversation doesn't veer away when things go South is, you know, you just chalk it up and you see what you can do to get better, but you know, you don't need to tear everything down to get better as we're seeing right now.
0: Oh, I mean, not only are we giving him entire his credit, but, he just made an architect um, formula. He's an architect now because he just made a, a, a complete formula of how to build a roster with a rookie quarterback contract. He did it the second time in a row. And he's in the Super Bowl. Now, it's going to be interesting to see because Jalen Hurts is offseason. At least he's going to get $50 million per year, you would imagine. That's going to be a huge chunk of the, of the cap. They, I don't want to say they struggled, but it was hard to build a roster With a quarterback's contract like that, Uh, they're still competitive. They still made the playoffs every year by 2020. Um, But uh, you saw the the drastic differences in the roster when Carson wants his contract, you know, finally hit the books. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to happen for Jalen Hurts now. But what's the one thing that they actually have in their pocket this time around where I think Harry Roseman thought, you know, this is where I messed up last time. And here's where I'm going to get it right this time. Youth on their side. Because even you know we we talk about Jason Kelsey, we talk about Jordan Davis. I mean, excuse me. We talk about Fletcher Cox, or Jason Kelsey we talk about Brandon Graham. We talk about uh, potentially Lane Johnson, and we get all upset about those guys potentially departing. But they have guys waiting in the wings for all those guys right now, except for Lane, truthfully. And you know, you would think with these two first round picks and it's, and a two second round picks in twenty twenty four, they're preparing themselves for that that situation at least. Yeah. But you got Jurgens, you got Jordan Davis, you have um, you know, Josh Sweat really is. The youth, yeah, he's only 25 years old. I mean, you know, we, get, yeah. we still got a lot of years to go with Josh Sweat and Hassan Ray's not old either. Uh, but the, you, know, you see the, what the Eagles have done, and they might take an address for two in this upcoming draft. We'll see. We'll find out. But uh, that is the huge difference from that Super Bowl team an, in 2017, that one where they were just trying to take advantage of their window. They went out and got Michael Bennett because they're like, you know, we might as well get these veterans now. And since we got so many guys that are long in the tooth, let's keep this going. They don't have to worry about that this time around. They don't like, I know they're going to lose probably going to lose Bradbury, potentially lose Hargrave, huge losses. But I mean, at least you have these draft, this draft capital fall back on. And you had all these guys that were already going to be leaving, having guys waiting in the wings, watching them to be the replacements. I mean, this is completely a 180 difference of, and you have to think, you know, the best thing about Harry Roseman is when he makes a mistake, he, Takes a step back and he changes his whole philosophy, other than the trenches, which obviously works out. But he changes his whole philosophy of how he looks at things and he does a complete 180 with it. And it's amazing what he does because there's the one thing that the major difference between this Super Bowl team and the past Super Bowl team is they're really anchored on youth and they also have premium draft capital to keep resupplying to that youth, even when they pay Jalen Hurts. So, I mean, it brings the tears in my eye. This is beautiful. <laughs> like, you know, we were talking yeah. about the new norm, like you were saying, the new norm, and uh, we expected the Eagles to be competitive right after that Super Bowl. Like, this is it. They're going to keep going now. They're, they're going to keep this thing going. Carson Wentz is the franchise quarterback from years to come. And it didn't work out, obviously. But I don't I, – I would not have those fears this time around. Maybe, you know, anything could happen. We didn't see Carson Wentz becoming, you know, one of the worst quarterbacks ever. Maybe Jalen Hurts falls flat on his face, which I highly doubt. I know everybody else does too. But you know, you never know. We didn't see Clement with Wentz, but at least this time around, they have all that ammunition to supply themselves with to reinforce this roster. Uh, I think they're here to stay.
1: Yeah, well, you see how hard it is. I mean, you mentioned the Patriots, they were able to do it. And, you know, I know they had Brady and Belichick's a great coach, there's no question, but it, it's hard to do. I and mean, look at the 49ers, they're now one and two in the last three NFC championship games over four seasons. I mean, the one that the year that they went, they didn't win the Super Bowl, and they haven't been able to get back. And that was, I think, 2019. So, I mean, it, it's very hard to do. You need injuries to, you know, not play a factor. You need some luck. Um, So listen, I'm just enjoying the journey and I'm going to have some catching up to do once this whole thing's over. I know senior week, or the senior bowl is this week down in mobile and I'm not really paying attention to it because I'm focused on this, this the season's not over yet. So I'm still in the grind of the season. So I'm not going to go to the combine because that's like two weeks right after the season and after the super bowl. So, you know, I'm going to have some catching up to do as far as, you know, diving into what players are out there that could fit the Eagles and what free agents they might bring back. Um, But I I will say it's just very, very difficult to do. Um, And and the one thing I like about the Eagles draft strategy and and Howie and his staff is they don't, I mean, they don't really draft players that step in right away. You know, they're always looking for one year down the road, two years down the road. When can these players step into a role? I, I mean, they did it this past year with Jordan Davis. Yeah. He had a role early on, but then after he got hurt, his role kind of went away. They brought in the Linval Joseph and the Dama Kongsu and what, what two great hires, those two guys were um, tr- terrific uh, in season uh, signings, but you know, they did it in 2019 with Dillard. They had Peters there, so they didn't expect Dillard to step in. They did it in 2018 with Goddard. Zach Ertz was still here. They didn't expect him to come in and be a real big force you know Devontae Smith, yeah, they needed a receiver. He he made sense, and he had an impact as a well. Rookie. He's
0: the highest, yeah, he's the highest pedigree yeah. rookie they've had in a, in a while. So yes, I, yeah. I sure. mean, usually, and you know,
1: usually it's let's look toward the future because we're pretty stout at some of these spots. Cam Jurgens, luxury pick in the second round this past year. You know, who knows? Maybe he steps Landon in. Landon
0: Dickerson park. too, yeah. Landon Dickerson, yeah, right. Landon.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe. Jurgen steps in as a guard next year. Siamalu leaves and Kelsey comes back. I mean, it's just that they've put themselves in position with the way they draft and their philosophy in the draft to kind of steel themselves for the eventuality that some of these players are going to leave. Um, and they need cheap labor, you know, because Hertz is now going to get this big contract. So they need what they call the cheap labor guys in the draft who uh, you're not paying a lot of money to initially. Um, so, you know, I like that philosophy that Howie has instituted. Oh, he's Will. a mad
0: genius. He's a mad scientist. I mean, scientist.
1: imagine uh, if the, yeah, the Rams are never going to be able to do this, and the Rams
0: are rebuilding now, and they, they don't have the yeah. draft capital to do this. So that's a super role. that They really all went in for one ring. You would think, I mean, you know, I think they want the Eagles won once, and you'd think they haven't been back there for since five years. You would think High Roseman being the GM that he is is saying, I got to do something differently this time around. So I can build a long-term contender. I mean, that's the prospects are looking that way. The prospects are looking that way.
1: That's yeah, I, I mean, sure, you could say that. Yeah, it's, but it's tough. I mean, they kept that Super Bowl window open as long as they could in eighteen. You know, they brought back as, as many guys as they could, and you know, they tried on to. Paper,
0: add- you would think that this window is going to be open yes. for a little bit longer, though. That's you, just you, compared to that team. Yeah. Like you and I, you and I had an episode on this before, and it's it's coming to fruition it. We compared yeah. the the you know the Eagles Super Bowl team to this team, and like I still I'm still standing there. And and guess who reinforced my opinion on this? And I loved hearing it, Brandon Graham. This team is better than that 2017 team. It has more depth. Then it had to use the 22 all 22 starters are going to be going for the Super Bowl. It's insane. They don't have. I mean, Landon Dickerson just now. I don't know if you noticed, but they were, there's yeah, reports coming fun. out already now that he's going to be fine. And uh, I had confirmation of that too uh, from the video game I was playing with. Kenny game said, There's no way Lennon doesn't play, right? And he, he's like, There's absolutely
1: 100% no way he doesn't play. So, not at this point. No, it's all hands on. I mean, this is the last game of the year. You know, you put it out there. I mean,
0: Lennon Dickerson played on a torn ACL guys in a national championship game. Yeah. He's going to, he's, he's playing, like, period. If you doubted it, you're weird. Uh, but I mean, it, it, it just, this team has more depth. They didn't have to use a depth. Uh, all 22 starters are healthy. They have a pass rusher who's playing on the level they didn't have that year. I mean, they had a, a no. very stout pass rush that year, yeah. a very stout pass rush. But Hassan Reddick is playing yeah.
1: like Lawrence he Taylor. He just wrecked that game in the championship game. He did. I mean he
0: won that. He won the Eagles that game single handedly.
1: And a complete disrespect from Kyle Shanahan to try to block one of the premier pass rush. I mean, what is Kyle Shanahan? You know how
0: sad game? we. Yeah, do you know how sad NFL fans have come to be in this era? in this century of football fans, you know how social media has made football fans that sad is that instead of holding the coach accountable for being an idiot, because that's, that was an idiot move by Kyle Shanahan. He proves time and time again, why he chokes in big moments over and over and over again, because that was an idiot move to do that. If Nick Sirianni would do that, if Nick Sirianni would have done that against Nick Bosa and Joan Hurts got hurt, he wouldn't survive in Philadelphia. Jeff Leary would hold him accountable for that. Even though it's an FC <laughs> Championship game, there would have been huge consequences for that. There won't be consequences for Kyle Shanahan because of his ego and everybody's afraid of him. But this is, again, for all the 49ers fans, for all the NFL fans out there, for keep saying the Eagles got lucky, the Eagles got lucky, the e- luckiest way. No, you know what You know what was lucky is that they ran into Kyle Shanahan once again who and he performed the way that you would expect him to and choked in his biggest moment. That's what the yes. Eagles got lucky with because that was completely – you asked to lose that game. Not only did Brock Purdy get injured from that move, so did Josh Johnson. And so did Jimmy Garoppolo, and so did Trey Lance. And so did any quarterback in that position because you put a tight end on arguably the best pass rusher in the NFL this season. You're an idiot. That's why the 49ers lost because they lost in normal fashion to Kyle Shanahan doing what he usually does. He choked.
1: Yeah, just did not – and his staff. I mean, his staff has to tell him, look – Hassan Reddick had 16 and a half or 16 sacks this year. We can't let Tyler Croft. I don't even know where he is on the depth chart. With he's the, the backup 49ers. tight end.
0: He's the backup yeah, he tight even, end. He might even be like he's,
1: third string. He's their Jack Stoll. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like great. Jack Calcari. Stoll and Nick Bosa? No. Yeah. And then, and then he almost gets Josh Johnson killed when Hassan Reddick just about plants him into the link turf. Because he tries to block him with Jawan Jennings, and then moves George Kittle across the formation, hoping he can get there in time to, to stop Reddick. I mean, Reddick just full head of steam right into Josh Johnson and buried him. I'm surprised Josh Johnson got up. I was already thinking then. It's like who's the emergency? He wasn't supposed to. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to. It, I mean, they'd... but but not to just do that once against Reddick, and then not adjust and try to block him again with your fourth string quarterback in there. Yeah, I mean, just, folks. Sorry, it's sorry just, to break it to you. Injuries didn't lose you that game. Your coach lost you that game. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. He got your quarterbacks injured. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Shanahan just didn't account, or he just didn't respect Hassan Redick. I, that's my yeah. opinion. And I'm just,
0: so passionate about this because I've been going back on forth with yeah. Twitter day in and day out. And our own colleague, Grant Cohen, I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know what he's thinking. He goes out and immediately says, Joe Hurts is overrated. The Eagles are overrated. They would have got blown out if Brock Purdy was healthy. Fine. You want to think that? That's fine. Your opinion is as good as mine, to be honest with you, because my opinion is, no, they wouldn't have. Brock Purdy gave the Dallas Cowboys defense multiple gifts that they didn't take advantage of. The Eagles would have took advantage of it because they were number one in turnovers and they have the best pass rusher in the league. Number two, your coach is a perennial choke artist, and he choked again in the biggest moment once again because he put a tight end on the best pass rusher in the league. Your fault, not the Eagles. They took advantage of your stupidity. Just like every other team does when they beat another team. They take advantage of something stupid that they did. Just like the Chiefs just took advantage of the Bengals for doing something stupid with that uh, end of the, uh, roughly the passer call that was erroneous as hell, could have been avoided, and the Chiefs took advantage of that. Just like the Eagles took advantage of the 49ers' stupidity.
1: That's how the NFL works. That's what good teams do is they take advantage Doug Peterson of Peterson took advantage
0: of Bill Belichick's stupidity and not being ready for that Philly special. That's how yeah. football games are won. And I'm sorry that the NFL fans have gotten so soft and that Twitter has ruined their minds to think that you only win football games because of injuries. Absolutely not. It's part of the game. Sorry to break it to you. Brock Purdy could have been healthy. If Kyle Shannon had a brain in his head.
1: Well, he was healthy when he got hurt and you know, they didn't block his son Reddick, and Had they kept, you know, had they chose – if Brock Purdy was healthy, I, I'm not – you know, it would have been maybe a little closer. Maybe they would have gotten another touchdown. But, yeah, I didn't see him coming in and winning this game. I and mean, that's what we talked about. I mean, I thought it would be closer. Um, But I, I didn't see – I mean, rookie quarterbacks in title games are, were 0-4 coming in. I mean, his his deck was stacked against him from the go. And, uh, you know, is, is he really that great of a quarterback? <laughs> I mean, you know, he had a good, good run. Um, But he – Coughed it up on that, on that injury that he suffered. He, he coughed it up. He fumbled the ball and you know, who's to say he wouldn't have fumbled it again with that pass rush. I mean, to me, Purdy early was kind of like, you know, he, I think he looked a little like a deer in the headlights. He made some nice throws completed his first two passes, but you know, I think that crowd would have eaten him alive. Um, but he, they didn't have to cause the Eagles defense ate him alive.
0: He gave the Cowboys gifts that they didn't take advantage of the Eagles would take advantage of it. No doubt in my mind. And yeah. if you disagree with me, well, I actually have stats that back it up, that they had the number one pass rush in the NFL. They actually had seventy sacks this year, if you didn't remember, if you forgot. And they, they had
1: number one turnovers. So, And here's uh, another thing is Brock Purdy doesn't play defense. I mean, you know, what about the 49ers defense? This yeah, number one defense, physical number one defense, number two against the run. They gave up 31 points. I mean, spare me please the the defense is part of the game too and the eagles shredded them they beat them on the ground they didn't play a great game offensively they didn't really need to need to but they did enough and the 49ers just unraveled i mean three defensive penalties on the way to one eagles touchdown they committed stupid penalties and they, they were penalties um you know that that push on hurts out of bounds by uh hafnanaga there's all pro safety. I mean, that was, you know, that was a penalty, you know, those were penalties The roughing the punter. That was a penalty. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I I just think, you know, the crying when the team loses and the failure to give credit is, you know, atrocious and, you know, had the Eagles lost the Eagles fans would have been on the Eagles for losing. They wouldn't probably wouldn't have, they might've chirped at the 49ers a bit, but, you know, I think when the Eagles lose, it's, the fans are e- angry with the Eagles most times. Um, they're not usually making excuses. Some do. But, uh, yeah, I just think that, listen, the Eagles beat them. You know, the 49ers started with their starting quarterback, but they couldn't keep them upright, and that's on the 49ers.
0: It is on the 49ers. It is on Kyle Shanahan. and then I can't stress that enough. This easiest path to the Super Bowl crap, You're, you believe it all you want, that's fine. Your opinion matters. It's stopping the Eagles from going to the Super Bowl. Clearly your opinion is – But when you lock up the number one seed and you lock up home field advantage and you win 14 games in a season to do so, I'm sorry. It's huge. You're you're creating yourself an advantage on that path to the Super Bowl by doing that. Yeah. Just like the end the, uh, end of the career, Matt Ryan, just like the Case Keenum, Incredible story that came to Philadelphia. You know, the Eagles had a favorable road then too because they were the number one seed and they provided that for themselves by being the best team in the NFL that season. Same thing here. When you're yeah. the number one seed, you gave yourself that advantage already to have an easier path to the Super Bowl. Don't forget that. I'm sorry, social media is ruining your guys' brains because it's really cringe watching all you guys say this stuff. There's nothing yeah. easy in the NFL. Oh, you got to have a little bit of luck. In the postseason, go your way to win these games because there's a reason why these teams are here. They're all great. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, the home field's great, but I I honestly don't think the Eagles are in the Super Bowl if they don't have that bye. I mean, the buy is a very important thing, too, obviously. Absolutely. And uh, I think two teams used to get it before they added another team into the playoffs. Now it's just that one team that gets the bye. So that that's huge. And that was huge for the Eagles to, you know, get some guys healthy and gave Lane Johnson another week. And what Lane Johnson's doing, you can't say enough about. I mean, you know, he kind of – he shut down Bosa really on one leg. I mean, Bosa did a nice job in the running game, made a couple tackles for loss, but he didn't get anywhere near Jalen Hurts to cause any harm to, to the Eagles quarterback, unlike the Eagles defense causing harm to Brock Purdy. The Eagles didn't let Hurts get sacked more than once, sacked one time. Uh, pressured a couple times, but Hurts is elusive enough to get away. But you can't say enough what Lane Johnson's doing. So that buy, that that two weeks between games helped him, helped San- Miles Sanders' knee get a little better. Uh, Jordan Malata is still, you know, he still has some shoulder issue going on there from earlier in the season. I mean, there's just bumps and bruises on every player at this time of year on, on every team. So getting that buy. Is even probably more important. I mean, the home field advantage is important, but that bias. So it's right oh, there. No, 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 You're right, because yeah. guess who else took advantage of it and is in the Super Bowl because of it? The Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's, it's huge to have that kind of a rest after what is now an 18-week season. They added the extra game, so now it's a longer season. And to have that breather, you know, even Dallas Goddard said that week, it feels weird to not have a game at this point in the season, you know, like we're, but we're still playing, you know, we're still, we still have a game. It's not like our season's over. We're just taking a, a breather here. And, and, you know, that can't be uh understated enough. And especially if they go to the neutral field sites with the championship games, which, you know, there might be, you know, a point <clears throat> where that happens, which I'd hate to see, of course, because that's why you play the regular season is to get that home field. But now you might just be playing the, the season to get healthy with a bye week. Um, that's what it might come down to. That's not going to go away that bye week. And that's important. That's huge, especially if they go to these neutral site games. I I really hope they don't do that. I do too. I hope not as well. I,
0: I, it's not even just because, you know, of course the Eagles got took advantage, of, but I, I hate changing football. I really do. I hate this extra yeah, game, you know. And they they take away the
1: home field, man. That just ruined. It. They ruined it. They ruined it. Like, why don't you just great. bring bands too? Why don't you just have each team hire? Well, yeah, a band. that's what I'm saying. This seems like a Make it like a college game. And just start playing bands, you know. Get, like, get
0: that's stupid. like that's like Jacksonville Jaguars fans, or I mean, I mean the Jaguars organization is complaining about going to these championship games and being like can't hear anything, or like, you know that that just seems like. That seems weak. I, I'm sorry that some other fan bases aren't as passionate as the Philadelphia's ones, or like the Seattle Seahawks, or or so on and so forth. Even the Cowboys, I'll give it to them. But I mean, you know, what I'm talking about these major fan, yeah. fan bases compared to the, like the Vegas Raiders, who are just trying to establish their own. The the Rams and the Chargers, who never have their own fans. Like I get that. I get the p like, the Rams when they played the 49ers last year, played again in front of all 49ers fans. Like yep. I, I'm, I I understand they want to change that a little bit, but. I, you know that's what happens when you relocate a team. A couple of years into it, like I'm sorry, they still got to establish those fan bases. Like, don't don't punish the Buffalo Bills fans, don't punish the Seattle Seahawks fans, don't punish the Philadelphia Eagles fans for being as passionate as they are. That all makes sense. Doesn't make yeah. sense at all. And Chiefs, yeah. you know, Arrowhead's one of the craziest places to go play in. You know, yeah. don't 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 ruin the game. Don't ruin the game like that. If you are the number one seed and you win the most games in the season, that's rightfully your right.
1: Yes, it is, um, and like like we said, the Eagles that that home crowd was just great on Sunday again. You know they were great with the Giants on a Saturday night, and they were great again with the Forty Nine ers on a Sunday uh, late afternoon. Um, and it's fun; it's fun to see, you know, the fan base. I mean, that game against the Niners was over at twenty eight to seven. Uh, Purdy couldn't throw anymore, and it's a shame that he's got to have a six month rehab now for the, the UCL was torn on in his elbow. Um, but you and know, I that, wish yeah. he did. I mean, we all wish he didn't get injured. We were, yeah, we really right. Wanted, I mean, you we don't want to see anybody get hurt.
0: Off. We well, right. I want to. I want to say that because I obviously I feel we got cheated from what was a great matchup because of that. Uh, obviously, yeah. I do feel that way. Even as an Eagles fan, I do. Of course, you want your team to win, and and no matter what. But I do feel like we got cheated of a great matchup because he got hurt. But uh, I just hate the talk of you know you only won because of that like that.
1: Well, I mean, did anybody feel sorry for the Eagles in 2019 when J- and Clowney drove uh, his forearm into Carson Wentz? That's what everybody, everybody dad. always
0: goes with you're going. You're talking about the team that won the Super Bowl with their backup, like Foles was an established quarterback. Let's talk about that game. Let's talk about yeah. that game that the Eagles lost because 40 year old Josh Cowan had to be a running back that game because his hamstring was falling off the bone. Like that, yeah. Let's let's talk about that. That was rough. And nobody, you know, everybody gave the Seahawks their their flowers, but nobody gave the Eagles that excuse that they lost because of that, or like, you know, the Seahawks only won because of that, because, you know, the Eagles fans made that argument, but we didn't. It's the playoffs. It happens. And, it just happens. You,
1: you know, what's interesting about that game is you, you could argue that that's the game that made the Eagles think is we better get another quarterback in here as an insurance policy, because Carson can't stay healthy. And that's why they drafted Carson Wentz. And I'm just throwing this out there. That's could be why they drafted Carson Wentz in the second uh Jalen Hurts yeah, yeah. in the second round in 2020 is because they needed a court, they saw what the 40-year-old McCown did. Nothing He but he tore his hamstring, but could, you know he's 40 years old. What do you expect? Um so they figure we need to get a quarterback in here, a cost-effective quarterback who can be a backup, and we can develop. And if Carson Wentz stays healthy, great. We can peddle Jalen Hurts for a, you know, maybe a second-round pick at some point if he develops and, you know, does some things in the preseason that teams like. Um, so that kind of I think was maybe the impetus to bringing in Jalen Hurts was seeing Carson Wentz get hurt again after five minutes of his first start in a playoff game and seeing what mccown did so it's funny how when you look at history how yeah. things evolve and i think that's why hertz is here is because of that game so you know uh, something good came out of that even though it, was, it wasn't good for the eagles they ended up you know losing that game at, at home um so I, I that's just my take on it i, I think that's what, I think that's, what a lot
0: of fair, to, that's a fair take and i think a lot of people would agree with you on that but i i, I there's still something to be said to me, about the way that Howie Roseman fell for Jalen Hurts at the Senior Bowl. I still think there's something to be said about that. I, You know, I think 2019 with another injury to Carson Wentz, I think I I, not only do I think they wanted a a better insurance policy, but they did let's, let's, let's be honest, they did the most unconventional way of getting that insurance policy. So by doing that, I still think there was a shadow of a doubt into Carson Wentz's longevity. Yeah, And let's be honest, they were right to have those doubts if, if, there, if there were. But I, I still think there's something to be said about, you know, you fall in love with a quarterback that much, they draft him the second round when he already had the position secured and what was secured in your eyes. I, something has to propel you to do that. And, you know, you love the player that much. You had to get – not only did you love the player that much, you were kind of trying to force him onto the field in some sort of capacity, not to start a quarterback, but in some sort of capacity, even to be a gadget player, you're forcing him on the field as a rookie. You want to see him on the field that bad. So uh, there is something there to be said. And, you know, let's not forget, Jalen Hurts is one of the most calm, cool, collected, and well-spoken quarterbacks in the league. Carson Wentz felt some type of way the minute he came into that building. And with all the draft interviews that the Eagles had with Jalen Hurts, getting to know him as a person, Ed, just talking to him once you know that this is going to make our situation uncomfortable in here this guy talks like a franchise quarterback yeah he conducts himself as a franchise quarterback this is going to make an uncomfortable situation and truthfully it did I can't wait for you know the more honest truth to come out of that because you know Jalen Hurts will sprinkle in a little bit there and there like then and there about you know Carson and I didn't have a relationship you know I didn't really, didn't really talk we didn't really he wasn't really a mentor like you know th- those things will get sprinkled in every now and then. But I can't wait to hear Carson's side of it because I think the moment that they drafted Jalen Hurts, he felt like his job was threatened, and he played like oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, he played like it.
1: I mean, Carson alluded to the fact that in his post game press conference on Sunday that you know he knows that when he got drafted here, some people weren't happy. and Ed, you- they didn't want him here, and you know one of those people was Carson Wentz. I know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was clearly threatened by it, you know, the way Hertz uh, uh, conducted himself, uh, the way he spoke, uh, the way players tended to gravitate toward him. You know, I mean, yeah, he was threatened and and it showed he wanted out of town. And now, you know, who knows what his future holds? I wonder if he even watched Sunday's game um, between the Eagles and 49ers. That's funny. Uh, Giovanni went to church that day before.
0: Of oh, the game, and he ran into Carson at church. Carson still lives in Indianapolis. Is that right? Yeah. And I, that's what I asked you. I said, Did you ask him if he was going to watch the
1: game? And he was like, I'm respectful, Connor.
0: <laughs> that's
1: just an innocuous. Hey, you're going to watch the game? You excited? I mean, you know, what the heck? More well, you...
0: Martinians are on there, man. Come on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Well, it'd be interesting. He probably, probably did in some fashion, but, uh, Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's been kind of an amazing run with Hertz. No, I don't. I didn't see it coming when they drafted him. Oh, nobody did. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see them winning fourteen games two years after they won four games. You know, you could even they won sixteen games really when you factor in the two playoff games. So, uh, just enjoying the journey, man. Uh, Can't wait for this matchup. You know, I'm not gonna lie. It was nice to. I mean, you know this as a writer, when you
0: write something and you get to reflect on it, like, from, a, like, years later and you're like, I was right, like, this is, this is a good feeling. Uh, in March of, right after that trade happened when the Eagles traded down um, and you they knew that they were out of the quarterback chase because they traded down uh, in the 2021 draft. Yeah. And this is, they, they did this in March when they made that trade and you knew that they were wrong with Jalen Hurts because of that trade. Right. And I wrote, good, you know, I wrote that piece for SI, said, you know, Jalen Hurts deserves the opportunity to prove themselves when the Eagles should oblige. And thank God they did. Thank God they did. Because this is their franchise quarterback. Not only can he beat you with his arm, he can beat you with his legs, he can beat you with his mind. Yep. One of the smartest quarterbacks. Triple threat. One of the smartest quarterbacks in this league, Ed, from an IQ standpoint. Uh, I mean, and not only are those great qualities to have, but the fact that nothing rattles him. Yeah. He's been in the biggest stages. He's been benched in the biggest stages. He's gone to a completely different program and won in that stage and made himself into the Heisman conversation in that stage. He came into a team where he wasn't supposed to be the starter and took the job from the starter. You know, this is the most poised quarterback you will ever see in Eagles history. Period. You know, they're not going to have a press conference where McNabb's getting frustrated or he doesn't know that the Bengals and the Eagles could tie. You're not going to get um Carson wants short answers and not wanting to talk to you. The broadness of that, you're going to get a guy who represents this city day in and day out, 24, seven three 365, and a leader that I I honestly have not seen. I, I hate to say it. Love McNabb growing up. Was a huge fan of him. Love Vic the way that he became a leader on this team after uh beating the coming out of prison and turning his whole life around. Absolutely love that story, but. I could tell you right now, I've never seen a leader at the quarterback position like Jalen Hurts on this Eagles team. I haven't, as a as a fan, I have not, and I, I've only been a fan since Benabeira started, truthfully. But I, I, I really have not seen a quarterback become this much of a leader this soon, this soon, and this is his second year as a starter, uh, and and you know conduct himself and hold this
1: team the way he does. I haven't. I'll tell you. I mean after the game on Sunday he's on the podium or whatever the stage out on the field he was smiling and having fun and leading you you never see him like that I mean never gonna lie. Him.
0: I you never want to see him sing the fight song
1: again I'll tell you that right now but you never see him like have that much fun he was he, he was enjoying himself I, I know I was like wow man he he's not a robot you know he's not this guy that just comes out and you know he's so I don't know he's such a thoughtful introspective so mature At 24 years old and to see him having fun, it was really, really nice to see Um, because then he went to the podium after the game and he was back to, you know, well, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about going to the Super Bowl, you know, and um, quote scripture and whatnot. But, you know, it's just it was cool to see him having fun on the on the stage like that. And if they win the Super Bowl, you know, look out, we'll probably see a side of Jalen that maybe we've never seen uh, in our lives (laughs) since he came to the Eagles anyway. I hope. Yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna tell you right now though. at
0: the end of the year, not during the Super Bowl press conferences, because we want to have fun during those. But at the end of the year press conference with Jalen Hurts, you guys need to take some time to teach him the fight song. I was <laughs> a little cringe. A yeah, a little cringe. That's one of the most cringiest thing he's ever done. But it's all yeah. right. It's all right. I love him. He's the franchise quarterback.
1: Sure. Who cares if he can sing or not or oh, no, I I whatever. Care. I mean, leave the, yeah, leave, the, leave, the, leave the singing to Anita yeah, Baker. Yeah. Leave the, leave this leave the singing to Anita Baker.
0: Exactly. But Jalen Hurts is the franchise quarterback. He led the Eagles to the Super Bowl Ed, pinch me. I'm dreaming. Who would have thought yep. we ever said this on the pod for Super Bowl pod episode. And we get to talk about Jalen Hurts leading the Eagles. There it doesn't get more beautiful than that.
1: Yeah. Second year as a starter, uh, second year as a head coach. I mean, it's just amazing. And now you're playing another coach and Andy Reid, who's, you know, been in the league for over 20 years, Hall of Fame court coach for sure. And you know, the, the MVP will be
0: one of the best all time. And he used yeah. to be your best all time at coach. It's just and, and you're playing boring. the
1: MVP quarterback. I mean, Mahomes will win the MVP, I would guess. Um, you know, so it's a great matchup, man. I'm I'm really excited for it. And we still have 12 days before uh, we get to see it. And we'll probably have about three more pot episodes to cut out before then. So it's Let's great it.
0: talking to you guys about the NFC Championship game, recapping that. I mean, Ed and I are just so excited. It's, it's, it's just great, man. It's such a great time to recover, you know, still talking about Eagles football during this time of the year. It's just so great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and again, this is, like, like I said, we're not used to this. You know, if you're an Eagles fan, I don't care how long you've been a fan for, you know what the Eagles have gone through. You felt what the Eagles have gone through with always almost getting there and just falling short. And now the fact that they're going to be there for the second time in five seasons, like this is just soak this in guys, please soak this in. This is just, you know, we get to tell our kids about this someday. Like if the Eagles aren't as successful, like, like they were right now when our kids are growing up, we get to at least relive this with them so they can live it vicariously through us. Like this is, this is something to really behold right now guys. Like Harry Roseman has been the best GM and executive this franchise has ever had. And, as long as he's in charge of this team, he's going to get them in this type of position. Yeah. Enjoy Enjoy the journey. Don't try to push him out the door anymore, guys. Like, this is is it. Like, this this is great football we're experiencing, and we aren't used to it. So, please, soak it in, guys. Soak it in. The Eagles are in Super Bowl 57. Yep. We'll see you guys soon.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe.